You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. It is Pebble Beach Week here on The Riding, NFL DFS podcast. We have lost another outright on a playoff hole. My heart is broken. If you're keeping track at home, that is through four weeks. We hit the Cam Smith outright at the Tournament of Champions. Next week, Russell Henley pisses down his leg, gives up a massive lead, loses at the Sony. And now this week, Will Zelatoris has the 54-hole lead. You know, by all accounts, probably has a 70 to 80% chance to win it coming down the stretch, right? He still has the par five to play, tied with Luke List. Can't get it in for birdie. Ends up going to a playoff. Loses. I did not hedge out of either. Hedging is really not my style. Um, I did tweet out that I was going to hedge if Will Z went to a playoff with List because I just couldn't afford uh, mentally to have another... 54-hole leader, you know, all but sealed deal, outright winners, just ripped from my hand at the window. But then they cut to Luke List, and he missed, like, four practice putts from, like, inside of four feet in a row. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm I'm letting it ride on Will Z. He's currently, you know, I personally think he's the better player. Then on the playoff hole, Luke List throws his drive right into the bunker, fried egg. I'm thinking Will Z is set. What does he do? He splashes his three inches to the right of lists. And then, I mean, just an amazing shot by Luke List. Puts it to nine inches or something like that. So, I mean, if we can take something positive out of it, three of the last four weeks, we've either had the winner or the runner-up. So, finger on the pulse of the PGA season. I guess we can say that that is the case. Let's talk about Pebble Beach. Obviously, we know three-course rotation. We have Pebble Beach. We have Spyglass. We have Monterey. They're all fairly similar. Um, you know, you can use less than driver. At Spyglass, uh, it's pretty straightforward. So a lot, you'll see a lot of guys just go for it. Um, but in general, one of the things that I'm looking at in a big way here is players that are wedge specialists, right? So I had this conversation with Tom Jacobs, good follow. Uh, on Twitter, if you don't follow him, I mentioned that, uh, you know, I just tweeted out some of the guys that are good from 100 to 125 because at this event, 22% of the shots come from 100 to 125 yards, and that's almost double the tour average of 11.5% or something like that. So you're just going to see a lot more yardage, a lot more of this yardage uh, than normal. And he mentioned that some of the past winners haven't really hit too many shots from that range. And it's true. And because this isn't a very long course, right, there's a bunch of holes from 350 to 400 courses, I should say. What happens is I think we see guys hit to their number. So, you know, if you pull up to a 370-yard par 4, you have the option on a lot of holes to hit your driver and have 60 yards in or lay up to 100, lay up to 125, whatever your preferred wedge number is so I think that we see wedge players in general just succeed well here because 
they have the opportunity to hit their favorite shots into greens, right? They're not forced at a very long course to keep pulling out their five iron, keep pulling out their seven iron. Um, although I will say that because their par five scoring is important, I did look at 200 plus proximity. Um, obviously looked at strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, POA putting, uh, put a little bit of fairways gained into the model because I do want them to be somewhat accurate drivers. Uh, I looked at course form, recent form, par five scoring, uh, holes from 300, 350 to 400, strokes gained off the tee, and then that proximity distance, distance of 100 to 125. There's a few other things in the model. Baked it all in. Here's what we got. Maverick McNeely is number one. Rose is two. Tom the Cheesesteak Hoagie is number three. Joel Damon is four. Berger is five. Zedenhut is six. Cantlay is seven. Mito is Mito Pereira is eight. Troy Merritt is nine. Will Z is ten. I will say that Austin Ekro, Corn Fairy guy, popped big time, but he really hasn't played much. It was a low sample size of rounds, so I bounced him out of the top ten. He actually did come in at five. Just not enough of a sample of rounds for me to like Ekro. I probably will have him in my DraftKings player pool. Um but not going to put him in that model top 10 based on his rounds plate. All right, my betting card. Here's why I have placed bets on so far. Maverick McNeely at 28 to 1, Joel Damon at 90 to 1, and Austin Smotherman, who is somewhat of a of an unknown corn fairy guy. He rated out 1 in this wedge distance. Uh, he's currently fourth in opportunities gained, had a nice finish last week. So I think uh, I'm just going to take a dart, you know, because sometimes completely off the map players have won at this event. Um, if you look at the events, it's it's normally somebody from uh, high class from up top or somebody completely off the board. So I'm going to take a, st- a stab at Smotherman. Obviously, I'm going to play him, you know, to top 10 and top 20 because I don't know if he can seal the deal, but I do think that he will uh, he will contend. I think he'll have a pretty decent showing. He's solid in that wedge range his whole career. He's good in opportunities gained uh, over the last 24 rounds. And he's actually really good from 200 plus. So I think he'll fare well on the par fives as well. That is the card. I'll probably add one more from the top range or maybe two bombs. We'll see. Um, not really. I, I'll be honest. I really didn't. Nobody like... Except from McNeely, nobody really is like jumping off the page. Probably, I might add Tom the Cheesesteak Hoagie. Uh, I do like his prospects at this tournament for sure. All right, let's talk about DraftKings really quick. You guys know that, oh, by the way, the Tory Pines swag giveaway is still ongoing. We're going to do it this week again. Um, if you've already filled out the, the Google form, you're entered. I do want to I want to extend it for two weeks. If you have not filled out the Google form, if you will look in the description of this podcast, there will be a link to fill out the Google form. Really nice Ralph Lauren polos, Tory Pine swag. Uh, we're gonna go one more week with it, just to give people who may have like skipped last week's episode or forgot from last week a chance to get in. A good amount of people are already in, so we'll see who. You probably still have about a one in. 100 chance of winning some Tory Pines 
Swag. All right, so let's take a look here. I mean, in that 9K range, I like Berger, but I'm worried about his back. I want to hear him say that his back is okay. He does fit the course well. First in approach over the last 24 rounds. 11th in opportunities gained. We know that he can hit fairways, right? He's played here well before. He's in good current form. Never like to see him stretching a player that you're going to roster. Stretching on the side of the green, though. Not great. Which he was last week. Uh, so, a little bit worried about that. But let's see where he's at. Let's see if he's healthy in the practice rounds, etc. I think I'm going to go back to Will Z, right? Second in approach. Second from that long iron. What did I say last week? I said, if I if you need someone to hit you a long iron, it's Will Z. You know, probably, you know, Rom, Morikawa. We know the best iron players in the world. That 200-plus iron, man, he can absolutely slap it on the green from a long distance. So, Will Z, I think I'm going to go back to him. I think a lot of people saw his heart get broken. Um, so, he's in good form. You know, he, he gained strokes off the tee. He's solid in that long iron range. I like Will Z again. I think a lot of people will shy away from him. So, I'm going to go back to him. The man of Streel, Kevin Streelman, let us down incredibly a few weeks ago. But... Back to Streelman. He plays well here. He likes the Pro-Am format. He's got like four top tens here. He is a wedge player, right? If you look at the 100 to 125 yard range, Streelman is fourth in that range over the last 24 rounds. If you go back 50 rounds, he's second. So he is going to be throwing those darts from those closer proximities. I like Kevin Streelman in that 900K range. My problem is he's probably going to be popular. And do I want to pay like nine? 9-1 for Kevin Streelman, or do I want someone like Seamus Power, who's, you know, a little bit, at this point in their career, Power's a better player than Streelman for sure. So I don't mind Seamus Power either in that range. Obviously, I'm going to be playing Mav McNeely. He rates out number one in the model. I mean, if, if McNeely's going to win an event, it's this one. He is excellent from... The 200 plus, he's good enough with his wedges. He's a very good, I mean, he's just a California player, right? He's going to putt well on the POA. He is in good form. He's played this course well. He smashes uh, holes of 350 to 400 yards. He rates out third in that area. So, I mean, I just think McNeely, and they hung a 28 early. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess, you know. You never want to bet. I just bet McNeely last week at like 80 to 1, so, or 70 to 1. Now he's basically 30 to 1. You don't love to see it, but listen, if you think he's going to win the golf tournament like I, like I think, then I think you just play him. From that 8K range, Christian Bezedenhu. Again, also, I mean, how many times are they going to let me bet Christian Bezedenhu, top South African? I forgot to mention this at the top of the pod. Though we didn't hit that outright on Will Z and came out, he lost in the playoff, we basically hit every other bet on the card. Luke List, top 10 and top 20. Ryan Palmer, top 20. The only one that really failed us was Finau. Justin Rose came in, top Great Britain. Uh, Bez came in, top South African. I'm going to bet Bez and Hoot again, top South African. Basically, until, they, until he loses that. He's just made me so much money on that at this point. Going to keep rolling it over. Uh, but he's fifth from the wedge range. He is ninth overall in approach. Uh, you know, he's in good form. He's playing well. He usually, he's been having like one round that's off that's kept him like, 
His finish is not great, but I like Bezed and Hoot uh, in that 8-plus range. Lanto, listen, Lanto is going to win soon. I'm not going to bet him at this event. I just don't like the number. Um, I was late on it. I was looking for one when they came out. I just can't bet Lanto at like 45 to 1 or 50 to 1. Although I do think he has a really good shot here. He'll be in my DraftKings pool. Um, great from that par 4, 350 to 400 yard range. Solid on approach. Good from the wedge range. He's in good form. He's played here generally well in the past. He's contended. So let's go fire him up. Lanto in that range. We've already mentioned Tom Hoagie. We know why. He's first in the wedge range, third in approach, third in opportunities gained. He is just playing lights out right now. He's 10th in current form. I love Hoagie. If this, I really wish this week was a week where first round leader was in play. It's really not because there's three different courses. You might find numbers, but they're going to be super short because of how few players are on each course. Um, but I do like Hoagie. For DraftKings, probably even going to bet him. Mito, we were on Mito last week in our player pool, and he got it done again. Fifth in opportunities gained, fourth in approach, first in opportunities gained long term, right? So Mito is first in 50 rounds, going back 50 rounds, opportunities gained. The only thing that he may struggle with is the par five. He's not typically a great par five scorer, but he's in decent form. I like Mito. He came up ninth in the model. So anybody that comes up ninth in the model is going to get into the DraftKings player pool. Uh, from the 7-plus range, we mentioned that we're betting Joel Damon. He's come in fourth in the model, sixth from the wedge dif- distance, 10th in opportunities gained, 15th in approach, fourth from the 350 to 400 hole distance. And that there's a little bit of overlap there with the wedges, right? If if you're good with your wedges, you're probably going to be good on short holes. Um, but he is solid off the tee. You know, short term, he's top 25 in strokes gain off the tee. He hits fairways. And, you know, he's Joel Damon. He wears a bucket hat and he goes out there and he rips it. Speaking of bucket hats, Peter Melnati, 6 plus K range. Before I forget, I like him a lot as well. Some other guys that popped in the 7K range that I'll have in my player pool. Davis Riley, very, very good wedge player. Let's see who else. Troy Merritt, ninth in the model. Actually, yeah, ninth if you don't count Austin Ekro, right? Merritt, and now he, hasn't, he hasn't played a ton, but he hits fairways. He's a very good Poa putter. He's in decent form. He's not terrible from the wedge range. You know, he's like middle of the pack. And he plays those 350 to 400 yard holes well. I like Troy Merritt this week. He's always good for a run at the top of the leaderboard in one of these weak field events. Matthew Neesmith, you know, he has some really good history here. He's in good current form. He slaps the green from that wedge range. And right now he is eighth in approach over the last 24 rounds. So Matthew Neesmith from that seven plus. K range, and then the other two I have is Grayson Sig, uh, tenth in that wedge range, and just generally has been playing pretty solid, right? So that's I mean he's a guy that you're gonna he's in the seven K range. If you're creating a player pool, you need some guys from the seven K range. I like Grayson Sig, and I also like Runox. Russell Knox is someone that I'm I just have an affinity for. I hit him 
uh, as an outright a long time ago, and I've just liked him ever since. I actually had him also, he played real well at the players once, maybe five years ago, and, you know, won some money on some top 10, top 20 bets for him that year. But he's a very, he's very good from the wedge range. He hits fairways. He's in good form. He's played here well. He will be in my player pool. The other three that we've already mentioned from the 6K range, right? If you have to dip down to that 6K range, because if you go two guys from the top, right? Like say you take Cantlay. I didn't mention Patrick Cantlay's name, but I don't think I have to, right? He's one of the best players in the world. If you want him on your DraftKings team, you click him. If you play Cantlay and let's say McNeely, you're going to need four guys from under 7,500. So you're probably going to have to dip into that 6K range. I like Peter Melnati, like I already said. Smotherman. Awesome from the wedge range, has played well. I'm ha- If I have an outright on the guy, he's going to be in my DraftKings player pool. So I do like Austin Smotherman. I'm going to play him uh, some top 10 and so- some top 20 love. Malnati is seventh from that wedge distance, though. And, you know, I'm, I'm focusing pretty heavily on wedge players this week. Guys that, you know, aren't going to normally contend at strong field, long course events. But when you have a par 72 or a par 71, and it's a fairly short course, it brings a lot of these guys into play that don't hammer the ball, right? They can hit to their number, they could stick it on the green, and it basically becomes who can hit the most putts. So a guy like Peter Melnati I like, Eckroat, Austin Eckroat from the Corn Ferry Tour, and then Smotherman as well. We're going with the Austins in the 6K range. All right, look for my beautifully designed Pebble Beach Pro-Am betting card it'll probably be up either today or early tomorrow depending on who i end up adding as an outright late as always pat james dfs on twitter if you ever want to talk chop it up about any of the upcoming golf events till then good luck in all your dfs and betting contests